Kudu here. Listen to Safari. Bits and bites from the bush. Wilderness wise with eco training. Uh, my name is Russell Crossy. Uh, I work for eco training. And one of the wonderful things about living out in the bush is the, the ability to enjoy the stars on a, on a clear night like tonight. Um, living out here in the bush and being far from, from cities means that we get these wonderfully clear skies, uh, free of light pollution. Um, and on a, on a dark night, uh, we really, are, in the Southern Hemisphere, are treated to some of the greatest spectacles, uh, in the astro astronomical spectacles that one could wish for. Uh, on a clear night, we could, one could see almost at least 2,500 stars with the naked eye. Uh, with a telescope, that would run into thousands and thousands more stars. Um, and here in the Southern Hemisphere, we have incredible views of, of our galaxy, of the Milky Way, uh, which is, is a sight to behold. This village, of, it almost looks like milk spilt across the sky. Uh, and essentially, what we're seeing in the Milky Way is our galaxy uh, we're a part of it, so we can only see the section above us. So we're a spiral galaxy, so we can see an arm of that ga of our galaxy when we look up. And the Milky Way is reflected light from hundreds of thousands of stars that make up our galaxy. So pretty much like if you imagine the, uh, uh, it's a spiral galaxy, so it's a circle really with a, a very bright center. So if you imagine a city like Johannesburg, the city center uh, is, high, is very, very bright and well lit. And you can see that from a long, long way away. You wouldn't see the individual lights of the city center, but you would see the reflected light when you're approaching a city, a big city like Johannesburg. And that's pretty similar to what the Milky Way is. We're a, a spiral galaxy, so we would be one of the suburbs of this vast city. We wouldn't be able to see all the uh, suburbs and aspects of Johannesburg. We would only be able to see what's in our neighborhood. Uh, and it's very similar to us looking at the skies. We can see... Uh, the stars in our immediate neighborhood, in our sort of spiral arm of the, the Perseus arm of the Milky Way galaxy. We also have access to the five um, naked planets, which we can see with the visible eye. Though this, these are only seen, uh, not always seen. Uh, most of those will sometimes be seen as the morning star, uh, other times be seen as the evening star. Uh, we have wonderful spectacles in the sky, like our Southern Cross, which from a navigation point of view, is very, very important. The Bushmen people, tribal people, have always um, used that star to navigate. People that have had to move through, through the bush on foot, uh, it's a very clear indicator of south. If one looks at the longest axis, it's quite simple when you see this cross up in the sky, and one simply has to take the longest axis of the cross and times it by four and a half times itself, uh, and that will give you your celestial south in the sky. And if you drop that line to the horizon, that will give you south on the ground and a very easy way of navigating. Uh, the Orion is another one of our fascinating constellations, which is visible both in the southern hemisphere and in the northern hemisphere. Um, Orion is the giant, is, is the, the hunter. Orion the hunter, which we see upside down, uh, whereas in the northern hemisphere he's seen upright. We see, we see him upside down. And there's a lot of uh, some wonderful folklore around Orion. Um, if you look at Orion, the dominant uh, feature of Orion is the three stars that make up his belt, or Orion's belt. Uh, and from his belt is a sword hanging, and then you have his shoulder, which is Betelgeuse, this bright, bright red, uh, red giant. And then, of course, his legs are demarcated by Rigel, another very bright star. And just if you follow the belt, the, Orion is a wonderful place to orient yourself around the, the night skies. 
If you follow Orion's belt and you continue that line uh, to the north, uh, you'll come up upon uh, Taurus, the constellation of Taurus, which will be evident by the, another very bright red star called Aldebaran. And then you'll see the, uh, clearly make out the face of the bull and the horn structure of Taurus. And if you continue past Taurus on that straight line, you'll come to another very interesting um, cluster of stars known as Pleiades, or the Seven Sisters. Uh, I like one of the, the Bushmen have wonderful folklore around the stars. Uh, and one of their, their stories around Orion is that Pleiades is a, a Bushman's a hunter by the name of Gao, and that, that his wives, his seven wives are sitting around a fire, and he's gone hunting. Um, and the uh, bright star of Aldebaran represents Gao, the Bushman. He's now stalked these three zebra, which are represented by the three stars of the belt, and he's fired his arrow. Uh, unfortunately, he's missed, and his arrow has fallen short, and the arrow is the sword hanging from Orion's belt. Uh, and unfortunately, he's now stuck. He can't go and fetch his arrow because there's a lion sitting watching, which is represented by Betelgeuse. Uh, so he's now stuck. And as the Orion um, sets in the sky, the three zebras are slowly escaping uh, back to Earth. So the Bushmen have wonderful associations with the stars and life. The Bushmen belief is that the stars are our ancestors. Uh, so when they see a shooting star, they believe that somebody has died and, and uh, their ancestors are coming to fetch. Uh, which is interesting because the fact that the star, believing that the stars are ancestors as the Bushmen do is scientifically quite correct if you think we all originated from stars. If you look at the, the origins of, of the universe, uh, the Big Bang Theory, uh, where everything sort of began from this massive explosion of matter and particles of dust outwards. And at that point, of course, the dust managed, started to accrete into planets. And in the early stages of the universe's history, there was no chance of life because there was no carbon or oxygen in the system, which is essential for, for life. Uh, carbon and oxygen were only created much later on in the, in the planet's uh, development. The only elements available were helium and hydrogen. Uh, and helium and uh, hydrogen combined in nuclear reactions to form stars. And that was the beginning of all life. The stars then created the platform that could produce the elements required for life. Uh, in, in the death of a star emerges life. As stars die, they become immensely heavy, there's immense um, heat buildup, immense gravity. And in the last seconds of a dying star, all the vital elements of life are created within ancient stars. And those elements are thrown out into space and ultimately uh, ended up on Earth. Uh, and then, of course, we had the vital elements of life provided in, in terms of oxygen and carbon uh, and the ability for, for life to emerge. And essentially, the human body is made up, 90% of the human body is made up essentially of stardust. So we were created in the stars, we were recycled in the stars, and our elements thrown out in these vast planetary explosions. So it's interesting how the Bushmen have made this connection We've done that through science, and yet uh, we, we see the Bushmen and tribal people as being primitive and not privy to, to the knowledge of great laboratories in science, and yet they've come to the same conclusions that we've come to, but using different metaphors. Uh, it's also interesting how we look at Orion, uh, and we look at the Seven Sisters, and we refer to the Seven Sisters as feminine. We refer to them as sisters, and, and that's interesting because the region of Pleiades is an area where new stars are formed. It's known as planetary nebula. It's an area where planetary dust gathers uh, and is essentially a birthing place of new stars. So this con connection between the female uh, mother figure giving birth, the ovaries of the female, 
is also picked up by the Bushmen, who also refer to the seven sisters. They talk about the, the seven wives of Gao being the seven, the seven sisters. Uh, and another story from Bushman folklore, a uh, similar story where, the, where Gao went hunting and he fired his arrow at the zebras and he missed. He was so disgusted that he simply flung down his ostrich eggs, ostrich egg shells, which the Bushmen used to carry water in. Uh, and those are represented by the, the, the Pleiades, the seven sisters, are the ostrich eggs that he flung down in disgust. Again, the Bushmen have made this association with Pleiades and eggs, uh, and eggs associated with birth and Pleiades being the birthing place of stars. So I find it interesting and fascinating how the, the ancient people um, relate to the stars. And to them, the stars were much more important. To us, it's fascinating to look at the stars because they're beautiful but to the ancient, uh, ancients and to some of the tribal people, the stars represented growth periods of the year. They knew when certain st- stars appeared, like the digging stars, which are Pleiades again, referred to as the digging stars. On the first uh, arrival, the first appearance of the digging stars represented the time to plough. Uh, it was time to prepare the lands. Uh, so there were these connections with the stars and the seasons and times of the year in periods when they didn't have calendars and uh, access to uh, to what we have. So there's immense respect, uh, like the one particular star that we'll see a little bit later tonight, which is known as Canopus, one of our brightest stars. In Zulu culture, in Kosa culture, that's referred to as Naka, uh, which is the horn of the bull. Uh, and in Kosa culture, uh, when that star appeared, uh, the first person to see the first appearance of that star for the season uh, would blow a horn and alert everybody that Naka had made its appearance. Uh, and the first person to, to herald that uh, would be awarded by the chief. He would be given a cow. So all the young men would eagerly be awaiting on the hills for the first appearance of, of cannabis to, to herald its arrival. Again, that would indicate a time uh, that they had to do specific uh, things with the lands or, or plant seed or plough the land. Uh, so it, it's wonderful, these connections with, with the planets and how we are all connected, going right back to the very bones and essence of our being uh, being stardust and all going back from whence we came. Uh, but we really are extremely fortunate to have access to such beautiful skies in the Southern Hemisphere. And because of our climate, uh, the fact that the winter times are when the skies are at their clearest uh, is also the time when our weather system, we have a, a high-pressure system dominating over the interior of, of Southern Africa at that period of the year, uh, which re- reduces the chances of there being any cloud a cloud will not form in high-pressure systems. Uh, so we have these crystal clear nights, uh, beautiful, beautiful opportunities for, for stargazing uh, and to share these heavens with our guests. For more audio safaris, visit kuduhere.com.